This episode of the Turf District Podcast is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Alberta Blue Cross understands that running a small business is tough, and they understand that business owners in Alberta are busy. Let Alberta Blue Cross give you peace of mind with a group benefit plan. They offer health, dental, life, and disability coverage for your employees. Alberta Blue Cross group benefit plans are easy to manage anywhere, anytime, and on any device, making it easy for you and your employees to access. To learn more and explore your options, head to albertabluecross.ca. That's albertabluecross.ca. Enjoy the show. Hey, fellas, we ain't gonna ever back down from nobody. I don't care who it is. This is a brotherhood. And if we stand strong together, we can't be denied. If one of us go down, we have another and another and another that's ready to fight. So let's hit this field and bang them. Bang them. Bang them. Somebody light me up. It's time to huddle up. It's the Turf District Podcast. Huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. We're a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and we're also a part of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I'm Andrew, and welcome into the district tonight. Uh, and guess what we get to do for the first time in a while? We get to talk about a win. Outstanding. <laughs> it's a crazy. It's so much awesome. And we have an amazing guest as well. But first, Joining us from all over parts of the West Side, it is one super fan, Mike. All over. Are you yeah, scattered? Well, you, do yeah. tra- you do travel. A oh, lot. I'm. I, mean, I can be scattered. Yeah, you yeah, know it. I mean, everyone wants the Jantlers, so I know. Yeah, you yes, <laughs> it's true. Oh, <laughs> uh, welcome back, super fan, and thank you, sir. You know what else is exciting this week? What else For is the that? First time in three years. You and I are going to be at tailgate at the same time. It's true. <laughs> oh my, yeah, it's going to be very exciting. I and what are we having? Uh, what are we having, Mike? You are the master of the menu. Oh, it's pulled pork on a bun this week. Ooh, that is the way to get ready for a game. Yeah, it's going to the slow cooker first thing tomorrow on Thursday tomorrow. Yeah, well, whatever. Oh, wow, that's really getting time. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, who else is here? You know who else is here? I have an idea. I do too. Oof. Commissioner Kayla, how are Hello. you, Commissioner? I was better about 30 seconds ago, but yeah, oh, Winnipeg's it's... moving down the field, so I'm not so happy about that. Oh, boo hiss. Come <laughs> Very on, distracting. Do I know, thing. right? Do, do something. Do something. <laughs> oh, my. Well, let's bring in our guest uh, yes. tonight. We are joined by the brand new middle linebacker for the Edmonton Elks. He had three tackles and an interception this week, and he is wearing number 42. It Mm -hmm. is Brady Sheldon. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm really excited that uh, you got the chance to join us because I know we kind of asked last minute, your game was so good on Friday. And I, I'm like, okay, well, I better, I got to fire this out and see if we can get this guy on to chat with him. So sure. um, uh, you're coming off that first win. Um, how, how does that feel? And, and tell us your thoughts on, on kind of joining the Elks and getting that first win. Yeah, sure. I I, uh, I joined the Elks right before the second preseason game, and so I didn't go through all the lulls of camp with the guys. But I was uh, I was in camp with Toronto, and um, I was cut like the day before um, Coach Jones brought me in, and um, so I've, I've been working with the team for a little over a month now, and so you know having those losses uh you know it's tough i i really like winning uh, <laughs> winning yeah, as everyone else winning cures everything and so getting that win was huge um just you know a lot of the things that we work on on a day-to-day basis showed up in that game and in you know the prior three games um they didn't really show up as much as far as the turnovers go and um those other you know, besides the BC game that got away from us, the other two games were, you know, the other couple games were pretty close. So it was uh, nice to have, nice to have a dub after a couple losses. So yeah. nice to get back us. on the winning path. Yeah, I, yeah. We, we agree. We agree. Yeah, you're moving in that right direction. It just keeps getting better and better. So we look yeah. forward to great things for sure. Um, so when we ever talk to a, a player, especially for the first time, we like to kind of get to know them and, and sort of see how they're, their journey in football started. So like who introduced you to football uh, at first and when did you start playing? Yeah, I, um, I was introduced to football from my uncles um, on uh, my mom's side. Um, they all played football. They played in college and one got to play on the USFL actually. And he uh, played for the New Jersey generals. Nice. Uh, in the eighties. Um, yeah. My uncle Ross, Ross Armstrong. And uh, so that was probably my, that was my influence. And I played uh, baseball and uh, basketball and ran one-year track. And, um, you know, uh, I was actually a running back when I started. So I used cool. to carry the ball. Yeah, I was a running back back in fifth and sixth grade. And um, then I kind of, like, was uh, more of, like, a receiver and a defensive back. And, um, yeah, that, that was really my influence. And then um, once – once I uh, once I got a little bit bigger, it went from like cornerback to safety, and then the linebacker, and then in the NFL was uh, I played a little bit of defensive end, and I think uh, where I'm at now is probably the best fit. But yeah, so um, it's been quite a journey, and um, so I went to I'm from Novi, Michigan, nice. and, which is about 20 minutes outside of Detroit. And I, I grew up there. I went to high school there, a private or a public school. Sorry, excuse me, a public school, Nova High School. And then I was fortunate enough to get a small little scholarship, one offer, and it was to Ferris State University. And I had gotten looked at to be some, you know, some walk-ons at other places, but kind of wasn't an option. And I got a call the day before signing day, and uh, my. Um, my defensive coordinator from Ferris called and he said, uh, he was named Dwayne Wilson. Yeah. So I want to come with, uh, to Ferris to play some football. And at that point I thought I played my last down of ball. Yeah. Uh, 
and um, it was in January and I uh, were in the middle of basketball and basketball, I think at that time and that moment was my number one love because I kind of had turned the page in a way. And, and then uh, I did the pros and cons and I wanted to be a student athlete and I went to Ferris, took that little scholarship and uh, yeah, it was a red shirt. I needed that red shirt year. It really was a late, you know, I was two inches shorter. I was six, three, one eighty three. And, and, uh, I uh, really wasn't ready to play college ball. So I took that redshirt year and, um, eventually worked my way up and became a starter later on and got a good couple years of, uh, some tape and just enough to where the NFL, um, took note. And I was able to have an opportunity with a tryout with the Oakland Raiders and as a tryout guy, they had brought me in for rookie mini camp as just a camp invite. Um, I I started to show them some some things because I was pass rushing right off the line of scrimmage. It's not what I was doing in college. I was a uh, strong safety or a Sam. I was always in the field side of the ball, um, always on number two. And so this time I was on the line of scrimmage and thought I showed them enough, but they, they didn't sign me right away, but they... I think they liked me. Then they brought me back for mandatory mini camp, which is the end of June. So like it was April of 2017. They brought me for a community camp. Then it was June. And then um, it, it, it sounded like they wanted me in camp, but nothing was signed on paper. It, it really, it really seemed like they liked me. And then this was the outside linebacker, even though I was only, you know, 230 pounds, you know, 232. And the guys I was competing with, for that position were like 250 uh, plus. And so, you know, that was uh, a little bit of a disadvantage, but they, they liked me. They liked me for special teams and they liked me enough to bring me back and they signed me during camp still at that outside linebacker position. And uh, I was luckily, luckily enough that last preseason game, they had some injuries at inside linebacker and I uh, went and I was able to get, uh, one or two series in the fourth quarter showed some plays on the perimeter and I thought they were going to keep me, but I was sent home for 10 weeks and the, wow. the general manager, Reggie McKenzie and uh, the general manager, Reggie McKenzie said, we want you back. We just don't know when. And so, yeah, 10 weeks in or, you know, after a few weeks, you're, you know, it was just, it hadn't hit me yet. You know, that I was home, and then I think after, like, the fifth week, I was like, oh, my gosh, are they going to bring me back? <laughs> and and so I just kept at it, kept grinding, and I was able to uh, get that call and was put on practice team for a few weeks, uh, four weeks specifically, and then was activated the last two games. And, uh, yeah, my, my first game active was Monday Night Football, Christmas wow. Day. And... Uh, <laughs> In Philadelphia, so and uh, it was really cool. My family drove out like seven hours from Detroit, and um, yeah, it's been a journey. I was uh, so Oakland. Uh, I had to deal with some coaching changes along the way, and then um, Oakland, Cleveland, then Green Bay had some coaching changes while I was there, and then I went to Cincinnati during COVID. Uh, we didn't have any preseason, but um, yeah, and then uh, all of 20, basically all of 2020, I wasn't on a team. 
until that final month of June um, during the season, or sorry, uh, December, sorry, not yeah. June. Sorry, June. It's, yeah, the final, the final month of the season, and then uh, they never re-signed me, and so I was home for all of 21, and Coach Jones had reached out to an old teammate of mine and from Ferris, who was my roommate in Cleveland, Tavier Thomas, and Ta- uh, Tav called me and asked me if I wanted to go play in Canada. I'm like, this is so random. <laughs> November 1st. He goes, yeah, uh, Coach Chris Jones, he was with me. He's the defensive coordinator over there in Toronto. It's like, oh, okay. Um, sure, he's like, yeah, I'll send you the number. I said, uh, it took me like 30 minutes. And I was like, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that sounds good. Um, I'm not going to wait around. I haven't been playing ball. I miss ball. And it's going to be great to go somewhere, you know, and go play. It was a full year not playing. I wasn't in OTAs. I wasn't in training camp. And I was hungry. And, um, yeah, I went out to Toronto. And, you know, they cut me. And now here we are. <laughs> yeah. That's a journey. Yeah. yeah. That's a journey. Holy yeah, man. 17. Yeah. 17. So since 2017. That's crazy. Wow. Good. That's been fun. Been fun. No kidding. That's so I like your first game Monday night. That is just mind blowing, at least for me, because I know Monday night footballs are like something to be desired. But to actually like play in it. How cool yeah. was that? Yeah, it was awesome. It was cool to have my family drive out and um, come watch the game. And uh, yeah, it was it was it was awesome. It was like I think it was. I don't know what it is in Celsius, but it was 23 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. Ooh. Chill. Below zero. Yeah. Below zero. Yeah, it was below zero. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So we all kind of have our monumental favorite players. I know as fans, but as a player, who did you look up to as a kid and even now? Mm, I would say Brian Erlacher. I would yeah. say the most. I mean, I was... And then um, Brian Dawkins, because I was a defensive back. And so I watched a lot of Brian Dawkins. A lot of the plays that are on his highlights are not really plays that are legal. But <laughs> that's kind of what makes it fun. And that was this, that's how we were kind of taught. And that's what, you know, it was, you know, it was celebrated some of those things. And now it's kind of, um, okay. you know, those kids aren't really that safe. And, and so, uh, but yeah, that's the, that's, that's who I looked up to, I would say, and Brian Dawkins and Brian Urlacher, I'd say probably, yeah. Those are those are, squared. those are great picks. Um, now you you told us about that whole journey and then coming up to Canada, um, and coming up to the Argos. What what was that first experience like for you? Because you've been on so many NFL fields and then you come to this enormous CFL field in a game that it's still football, but it's a little different as far as extra guys and all those things. What, what was that feeling like for you? Yeah, it's a little different. I, a um, little bit of a learning curve. I didn't really know much about some of the intricate rules. I knew it was 12 on 12. I knew the field was bigger. I didn't know how big. I, yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty big. And I didn't know about the pace of play and like the importance of spec, like the, greater importance of special teams i guess compared i mean it's really important in the, in the nfl it's very important but i think there's a little bit more of an emphasis here with there being only you know a few oh you know three downs so um that was a little bit of an adjustment the first game that, so that edmonton game 
Um, so last year I got, I got there right before, um, they played, uh, Ottawa for, to make it to the Eastern conference, to have the Eastern conference by, that's okay. what it was. So we won that game. We had the bye. I didn't play that game because I got there a few days before. And then I um, played Edmonton in the makeup game. And in the game, yes, I played Edmonton in the makeup game with, you know, Coach Jones. And we played a lot of 50 front, if you remember the game. I was Mm -hmm. like similar to how we played last game um, in the the beginning. And then um, in that game, they had me at Gunner. And of course, uh, at the the time, of course, at the time, the coach was like, "Do not uh, get a penalty with the halo rule. That's the one thing that's going to happen. If you as American coming up here, you're going to get the halo rule penalty." And of course, and of course, as the gunner, I sprinted down there, but it wasn't it wasn't that the ball had landed right next to me, but it wasn't. Yeah, so that was immediately a wake up call with the rules, and. So that's a little bit of an adjustment, but it's it's really all the same. It's you know you're blocking, block shedding, you're, you're tackling, you know you're still punching the ball out, you're still intercepting balls, and it's it's really all comes down to being the same. So true, yeah. still football, still yeah. ball, still ball. So uh, I mean Edmonton's got a long tradition of great linebackers over the years, uh, so it's always been kind of a favorite spot of a lot of people here. Um, have you found that uh, it's a little trickier to stop the run on the bigger field, or it's something you just adapted to? Um, the stopping the run specifically? Yeah, for for a start. Um, no, I, I haven't seen that. I mean, each defense has its weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they every defense has its weaknesses, and so there's certain things that were more vulnerable to the run, or certain types of runs, and um. You know, we sometimes we have a heavier box, sometimes we have a lighter box. So all those things are the same. They carry over the same. Um, I would say, yeah, like the one thing was that yard off to, I guess I haven't mentioned that yet. That's a, that's a one, that's an adjustment to the yard off because it's just a little bit different timing on the rush. And by the time you make contact, you have a little bit different momentum, I guess. Um, but yeah. I think it's it's similar because even in the NFL, you could have a three-man front and could be a little bit weaker on certain run plays. And, you know, sometimes we have four-man fronts and it's a little bit more stout in the box. So, you know, you just got to, you got to know the weaknesses. You got to know, you know, what can kind of hurt you and it can just help you a little bit, you know, reacting a little bit better. So. Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. So we know there's been a lot of rotation going on on the roster. Uh, so how does that affect the linebacking core and how you play with each other? Um, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't really affect us. It's okay. just, good. Just go, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't affect us. You just go to work every day, and you you help your teammates understand what they need to do. And so um, you really want everyone on the same page because it's not going to take one or two guys to win a gray cup, you know, it's going to, it's going to have to take, uh, everyone, you know, who knows mm. you go down. You, you don't want the team to fail. You got to have everyone that's in the building on the same page, speaking the same language. And so I think, I think everyone kind of had, I don't know if we verbalized that a lot, but I think everyone kind of has that mentality of just, 
you know, um, helping the new guys come along and um, helping them kind of speak the same language and, you know, coaching each other up. And yeah. So. Is there any like specific things that you do to build chemistry between you guys? Yeah, we go out to dinner. Yeah, we go out to dinner. Um, is that is that what you mean? Like kind of team. Yeah, kind of yeah. yeah. Like on and off fields because you know you're basically strangers, so you have to have some kind of chemistry and something aligning you guys, right? Because you can play football all you want, but if you're not weirdly linked in some way, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that. Well, like I haven't played played video games that much um, in the off season. And um, I would say right now I've had a little bit more time to play video games, I would say. <laughs> and Jalen Collins and Ben Davis are just asking me if I wanted to play Fortnite. And I was like, I haven't played Fortnite <laughs> in two years. But now that you mention it, I might get on. I might get on this week or something. And so it's that kind of stuff. Um, it's conversations in the hot tub and the cold tub and uh, after practice stretching and you know, just BSing in the locker and that kind of stuff, I would say, is um, is what, you know, builds chemistry, that kind of stuff. And team team dinners is, is good. Good way to yeah. do it. I see a lot of guys playing uh, video games. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you guys are going to all have to be on Twitch soon. I have to. Watching I have you guys to play at the same time. Yeah. Yes. I have to update the game because I haven't been on that in a couple of years. So I have to get it <laughs> back into it. <laughs> yeah. we'll be we'll be watching for you smack talking your teammates at the same time as you guys are playing it'll be great um yeah. <laughs> we have a whole new angle for fan day um but uh on on kind of that same note what what was the biggest culture shock type thing when you came to canada and why is your answer adam konar no i'm just, I'm just kidding <laughs> no, I'm just gonna, i mean <laughs> oh, okay yeah like, that guy um, is a piece of Canadiana right there, I'm telling you. Yes, yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah, he is. He, uh, I mean, coming from the Midwest, um, or coming from Michigan and Detroit, we're really close to Windsor and Ontario. And Michiganders are pretty similar to Edmontonians, I would say. Okay. And Albertans. Is it Albertans? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, I would say they're pretty similar in their um, – you know, you got a little bit of nature, and we got a little bit of nature in Michigan, and um, yeah, I would I would say it's too much of a culture change. There's a hockey uh, culture there too. There's a hockey culture mm -hmm. here, sure is. football co culture. So, um, wasn't too much of a culture shock. We are pretty far though, and so I was actually just talking to my girlfriend about how similar it seems to the Midwest, but we're two thousand miles away. Like, right. right. Yeah. 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 Or at least Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, when you first go into the locker room, there's a lot of the team's history on the walls and everywhere. Um, how does it feel kind of going in there and, and, and learning about some of this history as, as you sort of go it's along? De it's definitely a, a building and a team rich of history and championships. And I mean, you see all of the, um, pictures of, of the gray cups and like the little emblems around the locker room. And I mean, it's a really nice locker room and facility. And so, you know, there's something special there. Hopefully, you know, hopefully we can get something similar to, uh, for 2022. And that's kind of, you know, want to add to the progress of the, uh, all the cups that have been won. And so, 
it'd be it'd be great to get another one out here for you guys for us you're you're yes, uh, you're, yeah. you're speaking yeah. our language that's good <laughs> yeah. uh, for you. <laughs> and i'll also i i can definitely vouch for you when you say i'm mich okay we're all burtons but what are michigan's Michiganders. Michiganders. <laughs> wow. Newfoundland. They're okay. Uh, I have family from there, and uh, they're not far off from Albertans, so I can definitely vouch for you there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you guys lifer Albertans or uh, Edmontonians, I would say? Because I've yeah, seen. I've, okay, yeah. you guys are born and raised from uh, Edmonton? Mm-hmm. I'm uh, Albert, Albertan. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of Southern Albertan, and then I moved okay. up to Edmonton, you know, I was three, so. Cool. I um, so we've had the last couple of days off, um, and we came back to work today. Um, went into the facility on Saturday, and then my my girlfriend had flew in on on Saturday, so we decided to make a little trip out to the national parks, and so we did some Albertan type things, mm-hmm. and we, we uh, got to Jasper on Saturday night. Pretty nice. late. We tried to get get there before sunset, but. Um, you know, with the mountains, the, the timing was a little off and because the sun goes down a little earlier. We woke up, went down uh, Maline Lake Road. M- Maline? Yeah, Maline. Maline Lake Road. Uh, two, two elk on Maline Lake Road in velvet, <laughs> like antlers up to the trees. Uh, <laughs> saw a couple bald eagles. And on the way out of the road, um, we saw a black bear, which was in- incredible. And then... Um, we took the uh, the road down from Jasper down to Lake Louise. Mm-hmm. A couple of stops along the way, saw a bighorn sheep, and saw another uh, saw another elk, and then saw a black bear and its cub. So nice. that was the most Albertan thing I've done since so far <laughs> I've been here, and that was in 24 hours. I saw all those, and we barely got out of our car. Yeah, <laughs> so that was. It was awesome. It was like Jurassic Park. It was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it was awesome. It was beautiful. Uh, first time seeing the Rockies like that. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. appropriate that you see a lot of elk. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, they they don't give high fives well as well as your teammates. No. Just so you know for future reference. <laughs> yeah, but they're yeah. everyone know. They look. They see. It was crazy how they didn't even like. There's a lot of deer in Michigan. And deer, as soon as you, you know, pull up next to the, the road, they'll, you know, they go. They just, they flee. The elk were just hanging out. The bear and the longhorn sheep were just hanging out. Uh, didn't go, didn't go anywhere. So that was, I mean, it was awesome. So. Oh, yeah. Very cool. There's nothing cool. like Highway 93. Oh. Jasper <laughs> to it? Banff. Jasper to Banff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So gorgeous. And I, I'm from here and I still... Every time I take that highway or go to the mountains, I'm in awe every single time. Yeah, I definitely noticed. You could tell the people we only had 24 hours, but we only had that day, and so you could kind of tell. Um, you know, some of these people were probably spending time along that road. If you had a weekend or something like that, so they're probably looking at every glacier. They're looking at every <laughs> waterfall along the road. So I think we, you know, picked some good stops and. Um, wouldn't have changed anything about it for the amount of time that we had. So it was a good, good, good time. Good experience. 
Amazing. Well, I don't even know how to segue to this next question from mountains <laughs> to CJ, but we're going to give it a go. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so you played uh, for Chris Jones for two years now. Tell us about what it's like playing for him and what do you like about his defensive system? I like his mentality. Um, I mean, he's very he's very straightforward. If you want to talk to him about stuff, he's very straightforward with you. He's uh, going to be he's going to be completely honest with you. And I really I really appreciate that in the coach. And um, as far as the scheme, I, I like the scheme because I don't like to be in one spot. You know, at one at, you know, I like mixing things up, and he likes that too. And so I kind of I I like that about him. And uh, he's going to put guys. Uh, and align them in different spots, and I'm for that. Um, he, and he's he's gonna know what the guy, like what people's strengths are, and so he's gonna put them in that spot and mix it up because doing that, it's gonna give the offense a different look. And I would say that's what he's he's about. He he likes doing that, and I and I like that too. So yeah, it's been good. So, so this coming Thursday, starting running back Brady Holden. Yeah, not new. Never, just he could go wherever. Yeah, you, you never know with Chris Jones; it could go anywhere. Um, super fan, do we have a couple of questions, fan questions to uh, get? Yeah, we do. Chat? Okay, absolutely. Um, so we're gonna go with Leanne first. Uh, I think this is a great question. So with the massive history of of modern music coming out of detroit uh, do you have a favorite musical artist to come out of the area and then second question how important is music in your pregame rituals um music's a good one music's a good one i would say i haven't really listened to him as much uh like in my more in my adult life but i would say eminem like growing up i mean that was just sure uh, someone that was you know from from Detroit, I would say, and then more recently, I would. I'm not that. I mean, I like rap. It's one of the top genres I listen to. But I like a lot of uh, different types of music. I like classic rock. I listen to some classical, like no word music, and just close my eyes and um, just try to relax to that kind of stuff. Um, as far as pregame, I try not to be. Um, always doing the same thing. I'm never, I try not to be in my head about superstitions. Um, I like, I like to wear the same game socks. I mean, I guess that might be a little bit, but like, as far as music goes, I don't, it depends on, uh, how I'm feeling. I really, it's really eclectic playlist. It's, uh, and I just put shuffle most of the time and just go from there and, uh, just let it ride. That's awesome. Uh, all right, so Tim Capper, who's a big Alouettes fan, a lot of people are talking about the game that just happened. In case anyone wants uh, a spoiler-free, cover your ears. But uh, Toronto marched down, uh, scored the touchdown, and missed the convert to lose the game by one. Oh, God. So Winnipeg will win, so they're talking a lot about that. Uh, Tim Capper's asking, what uh, is there any new food item that you sort of discovered or fallen in love with that you didn't get back home in the U.S.? So food is huge. Food is like huge, huge for me. It's up there with the top things I like in this world, and what's what is. And uh, uh, I, your girlfriend uh, like right there. (laughs) (laughs) Girlfriend, food is that how that works? Like she's right there. You gotta make sure you gotta. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Uh, (laughs) Fair. Um, but yeah. So food. 
Uh, my dad really liked it, really likes to cook, and he was kind of my influence in trying different things because he just likes to cook different things. He likes to go into cookbooks and do that kind of stuff. So that was my influence. And then one of my, uh, one of my best friends um, back home, Hisham, he just opened up a restaurant uh, actually last April. So it's been a year, and um, I've worked with him a little bit, and and he is a professional chef. He went to the Culinary Institute of America, and uh, we were roommates for a little bit too. So I learned a lot from him, and so I like to throw it down. I like trying new things, and um, yeah, yeah, food's big time for me. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Um, okay, we got. Uh, are you any more there, super fan, or should we? Go uh, to- that's it for right now, and we'll go back in a bit. Oh, I just wanted to just ask. Oh. You know, uh, one Canadian staple up here is a Donair. Uh, have you tried one yet? So Donair, I had to ask the the Donair uh, server about the Donair. <laughs> because I had to go there. It's it's got meat, it's got rice, it's got you know vegetables, and that's a that's a pretty good square meal for me. So I had to go there, check it out. Come to find out, it's the exact same thing we call a shawarma. And so, right. <laughs> um, but I think the donair is the beef that's shaved. Mm-hmm. But we would just call it yeah. So um, the donair I think is beef shawarma, and then there's chicken shawarma. Yeah. But we just call them both shawarma. Okay. Yeah, I think the only other so, difference is it's a sweet sauce. Oh, and it's a sweet sauce. And yeah. it's, I think there's more Turkish influence. Yeah. Versus yeah. in the Detroit area, it's... Um, Maybe Lebanese Turkish. or... Yeah, Lebanese. Yeah, Lebanese. Yeah. yeah. Or Palestinian, I think. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Our uh, our friends at the Alouette's Flight Deck will tell you that you need to try poutine when you go to Montreal. So it's fries yes. with cheese, curds, and gravy, and it's. Un- I've had I've had some poutine. Oh, like there you go. Yeah, and and then some Montreal smoked meat. Oh, there's the food in Montreal is great too. So yes, yeah, I I've heard of Montreal smoked meats um, because we had it served once, but before um, we had it served at the facility once. But before right. that, I'd never heard of it. So right, and <laughs> Montreal, kinda... Montreal steak seasoning. I mean, we have that yeah. in steak. So I've heard of that, but yeah. <laughs> so many things and then there's the junk food ketchup right. chips coffee crisp all the good stuff oh, all the good stuff. i'm not so. i'm not a big junk food person I, I feel like this year this year i was i was a lot better this off season with making more food at home and not eating out as much and um i just felt like it was better on my pocket and it was better for me it was yeah yeah i, I was getting more food and better food and it was more available and um, timely, I think this past off season from you know January till you know May was a lot better. I formed a little bit better habits, I'd say. Yeah, well, but at I, home, can you make a grand Big Mac? I mean, that's uh, the difference. I mean, uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, so overrated. Come on, come on, those are tasty. a Big anyway, Mac. Come on, the the grand one, the big ones. Oh my We're god. Fine. All right, then let's uh, we, we, we can go down a food trail that'll go forever. Yeah, <laughs> uh, let's do some rapid fire questions here. Um, uh, we talked about all the food. What is your favorite meal, Brady? Uh, my favorite meal, like my favorite type of food. Or no, my your favorite, favorite like your favorite, like your go to meal that is like your favorite to have. It's steak. So yeah. uh, I would say ribeye, ribeye, bone in. Maybe. Yes. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, ribeye bone in, um, medium rare. Oh yeah, 
That's awesome. You talked yep. about Eminem uh, earlier. Do you have any other favorite music or artists you like to listen to? Um, not not necessarily specific to uh, Detroit. No, anywhere. Yeah. Um, like some Creedence Clearwater Revival. Like that's the yeah. kind of rock. I like that kind of stuff. Um, it, it's just a super wide range of yeah. that kind of stuff. I've got some Brazilian music. Because my girlfriend's Brazilian. Uh, we've got some different Latin stuff. What, what have I just added? Added some old 2000s hip-hop. Uh, oh, Chili Peppers. I like the Red Hot okay. Chili Peppers yeah. a lot. Got, yeah, saw them in concert once. Um, yeah, that, yeah, it's, it's pretty wide. Um, <laughs> that else? is pretty I wide. I like some 90s dance. I like some 90s dance music, too. Just some stuff to you know bob your head to, you know. <laughs> Do you break Ooh, the windows? No, okay, that's yeah. a horrible reference. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. sorry, Kate. You, you, yeah, you said CCR. That's all that matters. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, where's your favorite place to travel? Um, in Michigan. Anywhere. Like, trip? Anywhere. Worldwide. How about from? Okay, so we'll say. I think I went on the most beautiful road I've ever driven on. I will say that that was probably the best road from Jasper to Banff. Um, yeah. It's up there. Northern sure. Michigan in the fall is up there too with the leave changing. Um, I mean, that's, that's a great, that's a great spot. Um, uh, that's yeah. I, I would say Northern Michigan's a great spot to travel to. And um yeah, in the in the summer, in the late, and then in fall, uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a great spot. Michigan is. Um, other than that, I would say warm weather place. I just generally have gone to Florida, okay. and I've gone to Florida a few times. I like Florida. It's uh, it's warm, but they have sand. There's water there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's water. It's warm. Yeah. Exactly. What more do you yeah. need? It's perfect. Yeah. Um, what do you like to do when you're not playing football? I like to cook. I like to play. Uh, I like to play basketball. Um, picking up. I got, I'm going to pick up some video games again here soon and play <laughs> with some of the guys. Um, relax, hang out with my girlfriend, uh, catch up with friends that I haven't talked to in a while. Uh, yeah. I like that kind of stuff. I, I used to hunt. I think when I was younger, me and my dad used to hunt together. Not that I don't like it. I just haven't done it okay. in years, like years, years. Um, I like to fish. I like fishing. In northern Michigan, we like to fish. Um, I don't get to. I haven't gotten to um, in the last couple of years or in some years, but ice fishing. I mean, not like a, not like a super passion of mine. Uh, ice fishing in particular. But um, I do like the outdoors. I do like seeing nature, that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, I like competing. And I'll, I'll compete in anything. I'll compete in billiards. I'll compete in darts. I'll compete in, um, you know, a tennis, that kind of stuff. I like, um, yeah, I like playing pickup basketball. Like, I'll play anyone on one-on-one. And so, yeah. <laughs> and probably beat most of them. Uh, we can... Uh, <laughs> We we also know now who we're inviting to our year end West of us party at the pool hall. That'll be great. Yeah, <laughs> clear everybody out. Yeah, take cool. all our money. Right, um, yeah. 
perfect. So, I like to play. I'm not the best. <laughs> that works for every shark tells me. Um, yeah. So we got a big game coming up on Thursday. What is your go-to pregame meal? Go-to pregame meal. Um, like, I think I have a bigger breakfast. I have a bigger breakfast. And then my pregame meal is pretty light. It's chicken. I would say chicken rice or just some steak and rice and some fruit. And I just nice. probably meat, rice, fruit. And that's about it. I, I try to keep it like I'm trying not to gorge myself. At, so if it's a, like a later game. I'll have like just something that just kind of curbs my hunger and just a little bit more than that. And then, uh, but for breakfast, I, I load it up. So eggs, potatoes, fruit. And yeah. Keep, keep it clean. Yeah. Load up the salt you know, before the game. It's good. Oof. You're making me really hungry. I don't know how you're handling it. Andrew. Yeah, I know you I know, haven't eaten yet. And I'm lamb, like, Oh, <laughs> I got some lamb tempering right now. Oh. I'm ready to throw in the grill. Fourth of July, you know, Oh, that's right. Holiday back oh, home. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Fourth. Yeah, yeah. Well, Happy Canada Day. I mean, belated Canada Day. Yeah. Yeah, I probably should have said that off the top. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But no, yeah, it's a, Canadian. No, <laughs> so we know that you don't like a lot of junk food, but if you had to choose between chips and cookies. Ooh, chips, chips. Uh, like a kettle chip. A kettle chip? Oh, yeah, sure. Any yeah. chip. Yeah. I, like, chip or... I think I'm more of a salty versus sweet guy, but sure. I like a salty. Like, I would say my weakness, uh, junk food, is ice cream. Okay. I don't have any I don't have any on me, but, like, I would say when I'm, you know, feeling like I want a little sweet, like something sweet, it would be uh, so, some salted caramel ice cream. Oh, so, Yeah. My mouth is watering now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me, me that's too. why I don't. I don't keep me ice cream too. in the house because I usually just eat the whole thing yeah, <laughs> in I a sitting. Water. That seems like I'm. Yeah. Not okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's say everything sort of comes together. What do you think the first thing you're going to do after you win the championship? Mm. What am I going to do the first thing after I win the championship? I'm gonna, the very first thing. I'm going to celebrate with my team. With my teammates, I just picture yeah. it. I'm picturing that. Yeah, get the confetti coming. Champagne Visualize. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I just, I guess, I just think about the locker room right after and how good that might feel in there. Yeah, yeah, that's probably that's. I haven't. I can't think of anything past that right now. You know, maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe travel with some of the guys to somewhere warm or something like that. At that point, that'd be a fun thing to do. Yeah. Let's speak it into existence, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, so Mike was talking about the history in the locker room and uh, you were saying, you know, you, you, you want to bring that tradition and those types of things. And we have something here. We've always kind of called it the EE way and it's not, it, there's nothing specific about it. It's just kind of how guys feel. And I, I guess I want to know what, what does that what does it mean to you to be part of the the ee way and and that history and all those things so i haven't really had a lot like of the culture of the the locker room culture um after except i would say the one thing was like last week after hamilton we were in there and beard led us on a um 
you know, an Elks chant that I might need to, you know, have to get that, you know, written down on whatever, what we did. And, uh, but it was really quick and we, you know, we counted, I think our score, but we had like, so there was something there that we had, I had an experience in the first three games. And so hopefully we can start, you know, feeling that a little bit more and I can, you know, understand exactly what the chant is. Uh, and hopefully after a couple more dubs, uh, I'll be, you know, leading the charge with, with Beardo. Um, so <laughs> yeah, but uh, other than that, I don't, really know of a lot of the uh deep rooted traditions that you guys might have like that maybe you could share with me because you guys would probably know you guys know more than me about like the Edmonton tradition. And so yeah, I guess let me know. Tell me tell me what what kind of stuff that, you know, some of the the old school guys would do and that kind of that kind of stuff. Not sure some of it's legal anymore. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> just like so many of the plays out there. Um, I don't know. We've had a lot of people that talked about just that sort of culture. It's not necessarily of winning with the team, but just doing right by your brothers, your, your teammates, um, and just giving your all on the field between those stripes. Right. So I think we see a lot of that in you for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think we've got a lot. I think coach Jones has brought a lot of guys in that, uh, really are going to go out there and um, basically play until they drop and, uh, and wait until the coach taps you out. And we've got a few of the, we've got a lot of those guys that um, coach Jones uh, has, has brought, you know, brought along and you can just see that the similarity in a lot of the guys in that way. And so, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Cool. cool. All right, well, let's get into a little bit of news. We want to talk about this win because uh, we, we wanted to know all about you, but I want to talk about the win. I want to know what it's like because uh, that was uh, it, it's pretty awesome to have that part to talk about. So uh, on the news side, um, the the Elks did um, add Brian Cole as a wide receiver um, and Ethan McConzo, uh, linebacker, and Caleb Hawley as wide receiver back to the practice roster. Um, and uh, Mark David Bienemy is to the suspended list. Oh, double hyphen. Why are you suspended? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's fine. Um, and then they added um, Jaywan Taylor uh, and Ben Davis to the active roster and then had to move uh, Sherman Beatty to the active roster as well because uh, James Alder Jr., of course, went down to the six-game injured list with a shoulder injury. So um, some moves happening, and I know there was another one today, and I'm sorry, I don't have it written down because I seriously ran in five minutes before we had started streaming. So, um, but there, it, it, as as it has been in the last while, it's a constant movement, but... This movement pays off. Uh, the Elks win 29-25 in Hamilton on, on a last minute, and like almost literally last minute, uh, scoop and score from Jalen Collins uh, off the Scott Hutter punch out. Um, and we actually do have the highlight of that, which is fantastic. So uh, here we go. Right, oh, wrong. There we go. Uh, from um, the Elks, that's kind enough that they are they are able to share these with us. So uh, you can see the punch and Jay Collins scooping and scoring, which was outstanding. Um, tell us a little bit about that, Brady. You were on the field as that all happened, and did you did you see it coming? Did you like what 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 was what was it like in that moment? Yeah, I um, 
Oh, it was it was a great it was a great feeling. Um, that second half, we had turned it around and we started taking the ball away, mm-hmm. and it, it it was contagious, and you could feel it, and you could sense them um, breaking, and uh, so that was that was something that I feel like everyone else could feel, and I hope that we can, um, you know, identify that kind of stuff as soon as it happens and just really attack a team. And like how we had did, like how we had um, did in Hamilton, and uh, but that that game and that atmosphere was great. Um, they, you know, they have a, a nice atmosphere there, and I had some family travel to the game, and so um, to get a win, um, you know, especially after you know not doing well for a few games, um, it, it was awesome. And um, but when when they when we when Jalen had went, went to the end zone, I was like. I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't believe it. The sideline was going crazy. We were just watching. We were just watching everyone's reaction in the meeting, and that might be the best part about it too: is everyone's reaction to that play. And you, you just look. If you can go back um, and take take a look and look at the sidelines, you'll get a kick. I'll, I'll let it play through to the sideline. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because they did. They do. They just erupt. And um. And and I gotta say, Jalen Collins wins for tweet of the night after the game when he tweeted out scott hutter is my favorite football player like that was outstanding (laughs) yeah i don't have it i was thinking about getting one but yeah that's yeah that's uh i mean it's funny that we had talked about that because we um we're talking about you know how we can kind of reward each other um you know the defensive guys rewarding uh, guys for takeaways and intricate rules and how we could reward each other in the locker room right before that game and specifically Jalen was leading that conversation of you know um if someone's gonna maybe pay for dinner or you know we have you know our own like locker room secrets and stuff like that so we can reward ourselves in different ways and we were talking about if there's a you know different intricate rules on if someone tips a ball like if a d lineman tipped the ball to me uh i can't take all the credit so maybe we would split whatever uh, the defense decides to reward uh, those individuals with. And so we really were getting in detail in the locker room that game. And it's just kind of interesting that those conversations and that, like, I guess we were kind of visualizing those things as we were talking about it. And those kind of things came into fruition. And it is funny because me and Jalen were talking in, in very vivid detail about some of that stuff. And then the fact that he was able to scoop it uh, at the end of the game was a very interesting situation for yeah. ourselves. Yeah, that's fun. That that's awesome. That's fantastic. And now the other highlight we have is, of course, uh, Trey Ford getting his first start, Canadian quarterback on Canada Day, and his uh, his first touchdown uh, goes to one Kenny the King Lawler. Um, and and a quick catch a uh, quick throw uh and a great catch and lean in from uh, from kenny there to get the touchdown so um so a big day on canada day with uh, the win and um and all of the the things that are happening um now the game wasn't perfect for sure but we do have a lot of goods to talk about so uh commissioner let's start with you this time do you have a good out of this game that you want to talk about I think the biggest thing is the adjustments that occurred after half or during halftime. Um, you know, the first two quarters weren't the neatest, the cleanest, the nicest to watch. Um, but you really saw that effort come in after halftime. And I think 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure we all know what my bad's going to be. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I, yep. I was seething. I was seething. But... Yeah, just seeing those adjustments and having the defense come out and, and rule the game, it was like, this is the CJ I know, and this is the defense that I'm used to, coming from former S, now else. This is what I love, actually getting some points on the board from the defense. This is what I'm used to, and I'm so happy that it's happening again. So I think just seeing the the first two quarters, what they were taken into account, at least for the defense carrying this team, Oh, that is my good for the game. And it's not just because you're on. <laughs> it's not just because you're on, I swear. Okay. It's actually, we can all say the defense carried the team. Yeah, um, I would say the negative game. that you, I mean, you didn't say it, but I mean, penalties is something that we just got to figure out. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And it's just like some of the like stuff that we just shoot ourselves in the foot and, and, and we will be better. And we, I think we, in practice, we've talked about it and, and uh and we've emphasized it and so it'll be corrected and yeah it's definitely something that needs to change especially the the very controllable yeah penalties yeah yeah i mean especially you look at the the previous game in calgary the defense had zero penalties yeah it hasn't really yeah it hasn't really been a big issue so Mm -hmm. it it was a it was a one-off and you know we had you know tempers you know, sometimes you just got to, uh, with all the emotions and the crowd and stuff, you can't let any of that stuff get to you. And, um, you know, we just got to be better. And it was, uh, it was hopefully a one-off. Yeah, that's fair. Super fan, what are your goods for this one? Yeah, I actually uh, got, got quite a few. Um, I bet. <laughs> a lot of stuff on defense, obviously. The thing I loved is that the defense gave up one touchdown in the first quarter. Um, the second one was, of course, on the return touchdown. Um, but after that, it was only a field goal in each quarter after that, which I thought was outstanding, really sort of uh, imposing that will. Um, the, the fact we got those three turnovers is outstanding as well. Uh, and then Thomas Costigan was just all over uh, former teammate Colin Kelly, yep. especially in that second half. I thought he had a great game. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe I texted you and said, where have we seen this before? But that was, uh, <laughs> yay, cost again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. I and we got to see the sack dance, too. We did. We got to, yeah, the Irish dancing. It's wonderful. Um, sorry, Brady, I stepped on you there. Go ahead. No, no, yeah, that was a huge, to get pressure when, when, he, when he had got that sack. And the very next play, he had, um, he had hit the quarterback and affected the throw, like back-to-back plays. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we were able to disrupt him and mess up his timing, a lot of the throws, and and yeah, it was, it was good stuff by the D line. Yeah. Tell us about that interception because Nafis Lyon jumps the ball to to and and just about picked it off himself, but mm-hmm. but pops it up in the air and Johnny on the spot or Brady on the spot as it turns out to uh, grabs the interception. Like no, that there? one. So that one was Matt Thomas. Oh, that, that was one. Matt Thomas. Sorry, I was so thinking yeah, of the other one. Up. Right. So I was yeah, I was the one with, right before that, and it was um, the running back I checked down, and I had played. I was playing uh, just top down uh, on him, and I was about to as soon as he caught it, I was about to make uh, tackle him, and uh, he had just tipped the ball up to me like this, and I was able to catch it like secure the ball and I was thinking end zone and uh and I was immediately tackled right after that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. It was like uh, I think I had a few steps 
a few steps, but and then it was like immediately down. But I thought about it. I was thinking open field because I caught it and I didn't know how far back these everyone else was. But um, yeah, it's exciting. That's- Were you like aware straight away that you had the ball, or was it kind of like a oh 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 oh? It was just a react. Uh, yeah, I was aware. You know, I was aware I had the ball. I wasn't necessarily aware that like how he had tipped it to me. Like I just realized that he had just immediately tipped it up and I grabbed it like right here and then was able to like protect the ball. Um, and uh, that's the most important thing um, because we were, we were, we were talking about, you know, trying to get to the end zone any way possible. And so uh, at, in that given moment, um, it was good to just secure the ball and you know, not think about, you know, yeah, this is great. Good great celebration too. You yeah. jumped up and hugging the guys, and the, like, and and that was the moment that I realized you're a giant dude because you were like, like, like the other guys were like swallowed up, and uh, that was that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was exciting. I was just uh, so giddy, just like hugging my teammates, like ah, let's go, <laughs> and just ran to the sideline, hugged my coach, and then. Uh, had to catch my breath and get ready to go again. So, oh, fan, fantastic. Um, my my good in this game one. Um, I well, a couple. At first, I I just want to read out Trey Ford's line for because he was 15 of 26 for 159 yards, one TD, one interception, and the leading rusher with 61 yards. And some of those plays when he took off, like he oh, took man. off. He's got speed. Like, wow do that more that's that's great um and uh and then the other part that i i think that we all want to say is could could we have more litre because holy man that guy bowls people over like i i love a running back that grabs the ball and comes through and basically puts his shoulder down and goes you can try and just, <laughs> and away he goes and uh i I I loved what he brought to this game. I thought it was uh, a big deal, and uh, I'm always excited about him as a free agent signing before. But um, but yeah, he's Mine's he's really awesome. paying off. I'm really excited. Yeah, to see I more mean, he was he wasn't just bulldoze. Like, he wasn't just bulldozing guys. I mean, he was making some cuts and yeah. uh, hit, hit going straight down straight downfield and um, getting small on contact. It was it was really fun to watch. And uh, yeah, he's a weapon. He's a great weapon for us. Well, we were Solid second, hands too. We were second and twenty-two, and he almost got it on a like a short dump pass. I was like, "Holy man, this guy's amazing!" So, yeah, more Litre is what I say. Uh, and uh, and my obligatory shout out to uh, Matt Mangle because his kicks are unmade. Amazing. Oh. Um, yeah, the sixty-yard punt 60 that rolls out yeah. at the ten-yard line. Yeah, please. That's chef's kiss. That I mean, that's. They they say the uh, the two indicators of win and loss. They say the turnover ratio, and then they say the starting average field position. And so, you know, that's a that's a debated. You know, I don't know what the stats exactly are, but those are one and two. And uh, I mean, that's huge. I mean, that that field position that to really flip the field like he's been doing for us has been is is really really huge. And yeah. so, yeah, that can't go go without you know. Inside. That one, and of course the Sergio kickoffs were amazing. Okay, yeah. oh, um, can't can't get enough Sergio. Okay, uh, anything that uh, you want to talk about improving on? Superfan, I'll start with you this time. 
Um, well, we already know I would, Kayla's. <laughs> no, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean. Uh, one thing I, I was thinking less about improving on, one thing you always want to improve on this, is uh, one of the tough things about the game was seeing the injuries to Tanner Green and, and uh, yeah. Adam Konar, um, which, of course, is a part of what flipped the ratio, which is why we saw a lot more of Lee Trey instead of Sherman Beatty, uh, who I don't think got a whole lot of reps after the by the fourth quarter, for sure. Right, and I think because not. of those injuries, we had to have those Canadian starters in. So that was, uh, you know, that was tough to see. So uh, I don't know how they practice today i know um um tanner green didn't practice at all and i think coney was uh Coneasy, as he used to be called um <laughs> was uh limited reps so hopefully they can you know certainly get over uh, their injuries quickly and, and safely and get back in the game for sure yeah that's fair absolutely all right kayla have at her my over under was just astronomically bad oh my goodness <laughs> The penalties just like killed me. I was like, what happened <laughs> from last week to this week was just, oh, it hurt. It hurt. But I, I won't, I won't dig too, too much in. Cause obviously Brady, you, uh, <laughs> I, I, you, you know, we all know, but the, yeah, the penalties have to get cleaned up like that. I, I'd like to know the score. <laughs> If we had less penalties, if we had kept it to the three as we did the prior game or even less. Um, but the other thing, too, is just you for Trey Ford, huge fan, as you guys know, since training camp, the number two, wear it with pride. I already love the guy. Um, I just I, I can't wait to see the different chemistry that he has with uh, different receivers and with so many of our players going down. I mean, the rotation, it's going to be hard to, to make those leaps and bounds, but I, I, I really, I'm having a hard time deciding because I, I'm a loyalist to Arbuckle, but I love <laughs> me some, I love me some T4 like, Oh, I was so excited. And to see the chemistry he had, he had with Lawler, but that definitely needs to be improved. Um, just with the communication with him and, and different receivers, but oh, it got Seeing better those, as the game went on. Absolutely, sure, right? 100%. Yeah. And yeah. so just to see, like, again, those glimpses of brilliance and the set of wheels he has, like, something special. So I can't see, I can't wait to see where that goes. But yeah, oh my, for the love of God, the penalties, that's that's my biggest thing. <laughs> it was a one-off. Brady just told us it was a one-off. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Brady, I, I want to ask you, because I know that you play on the special teams as well. And... The, obviously, they did have the one the one kick return, but it was a, that was a uh, tough situation because there was the penalty before the kickoff, which backed it up, and then a penalty that backed it up another. F- and so you had to run all the way down for the one kick, and then they had made you kick it again. And I can't imagine what that feels like, uh, but, you know, Confirm for me that that was a big part of it because you'd probably be dead tired after running twice down the field like that. Like, is that they? I mean, they they got to do it too. I mean, they got to run a little bit and they got to protect. It's uh, you know, it is tougher a little bit for the kickoff for sure. But um, we got to answer that challenge. We got to know that's a challenge, and we got to um, just dig deep and can't can't let something compound. And like when when one thing gets bad, you just can't let the compounding negative things occur. So we've got to, um, you know, t- step up to the challenge of 
of one issue and not let it just start compounding onto each other. And so, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's tough. It is tough, but it's something that we've got, uh, you know, that's just probably, that's, that's probably my best answer for you is just, yeah. you can't let one negative thing just affect another thing and then to affect mm-hmm. another thing and, and to just immediately just move on to the next play and just step up to the challenge when something you know, negative happens or like the offense turns the ball over. It's, I mean, it's stuff similar to that kind of stuff. We get a penalty and we're backed up and something, you know, is uh, kind of stacked up against us. We've got to answer that call and we've got to really, um, we've got to be better than that. So, yeah. Well, no, that, that... At, at least it didn't snowball like uh, an, another team did from all yeah. the bad penalties. Sorry, Capper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was. Um, all right. Uh, Brady, how are you doing for time here? Are you, uh, can you set up next week's game or do you need to get going or where are you at? I'm, uh, I'm in no rush. Yeah, we can, we can talk about next week. It's still early in the week. Um, yep. so as far as like, you know, you know, roster and who's playing or where we're playing, it's not really stuff I can really talk on of course. Uh, as far as that goes. Um, I, I, I don't know if you know, but last, that, that Calgary game I did not play in, yeah. um, but it was uh, it was an intense game. We did it was such a close game for us not playing a clean game. Um, so that's probably the best. Like the one thing I could say, we we're, we're a better team than we were last week, and we're a better team than we were definitely when we played Calgary. And so um, I, I I can't say we are going to be uh, we are going to be better than what we put out there. Uh, during that first game against Calgary, and um, yeah, it was uh, it was a you know it was a seven point game, right? And uh, and uh, we didn't play good ball. Uh, we uh, not good ball. We just could play better. Uh, and considering it was such a close game, and um, we didn't play that great, um, we've we've uh, you know we've we're better than we're better than uh, we're better now than we were then. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be more prepared, and I'm excited to, uh, to go put it out there. Well, Fantastic. I know we are all pretty excited to to watch you guys beat Calgary. So, I mean, that's as big a rivalry as you get in our sport, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just win on Labor Day. That's all we ask. <laughs> yeah, we're not picky. Just that too. Yeah, so, yeah. So, it's, so Thursday is Labor Day here? No, 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 no. no. That's no, in September. Labor Day is in September. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if we shared the same Labor Day. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I yeah, Labor Day I think is the same, isn't it? First Monday in September. First Monday in September, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, gotcha. That's a, that's a huge deal. Huge yeah. game. Yeah. We'll be messaging you and be like, Brady, this is the big one. You got no, This is it. It's in Calgary. Okay. Back to backs would be great that week. Um, okay, Mike, do you want to do a really quick hard and tell, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about the more on this game this week. Sure. Uh, okay. okay. Let me um, uh, bring you in here for some horizontal okay, okay. do that. There you go. Just a couple of quick ones today. Um, first thing I got uh, recently, this was um, from our good friend Celeste. This is something she had found years ago and uh, sort of decided that she was done with it and ready for it to move on. Okay. So I got this. Um, since 1964, the Eskimos and now Elks have had their annual dinner. Uh, it was a hundred dollar a plate dinner in the '60s, so you can imagine the value of it these days. Um, 
just raising money for the team and keeping it afloat. And every year they used to give away um, something to the people that showed up for that $100. I've shown some of these seats we've had. There have been anything from big you know, stadium seats to pins or shirts or whatever. Uh, in 1978, they had this lovely bag, which I believe is a thermos <laughs> bag. Hopefully you can see that. Yeah, and then yes. you can see the date there. It's a so relic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not as old as me, but it's still uh, in much better shape, I think. So the skin feels familiar. Um, and, then, and then the other thing actually just arrived today. Um, any of you that have ever been anywhere where the Grey Cup has been present, it's the same guy that presents it. It's a guy named Jeff McWinney. He's known as the Keeper. His father played for Edmonton in the early 50s, 52 to 54. He was Glenn the Keeper McWinney. Um, so Jeff has written a children's book, yeah. and it is called Not Without My Teammates, and it looks a little like this. Oh, so awesome. And one thing that is interesting, I have flipped through it, and there's a great spot here talking about one of these kids that could play and play and play named Jed. <laughs> He'd be a great cup champion just like his dad, Jay. So oh, that's I was kind awesome. of neat little in uh, little uh, bit in there tied to our team that we do love. Uh, it's a very thin book. Uh, it is available. I believe it's called uh, notwithoutmyteammates.ca. Um, or I think it's, it might be available in the team store as well. So if you get a chance, go pick it up. I know he has brought it to the uh, tailgate, and he was showing it off and, and signing a few copies, but I wanted to order mine because I wasn't there at that game. But, uh, yeah, looks like a little fun addition to the Horde for sure. Oh, that's fantastic. Well it is done. not on Amazon. That's I love it. No, not yet. I love that so much. I got to... I gotta watch that. Um, I have kind of a quick horde and tell that I'm just gonna show because it's been a couple of weeks and um, at the first tailgate, um, Mama Jedi came over with uh, Commissioner Kayla and she made this all by herself for me, which is really cool. And that's awesome. Um, so this has the like it has our obviously our little animation people in the middle but it has all of the sayings that i say the most on the podcast <laughs> because she watches it all the time and so uh i did think it was funny because it says like outstanding is actually bigger than absolutely which i guess the, i guess outstanding has taken over because i was so aware of saying absolutely all the time um but i'll tell you all the way around it says excellent perfect outstanding super excited well done fantastic um i love it absolutely and that's awesome and uh so this this is a very very cool uh homemade part that will go up um in the turf district here before too terribly long but it was sitting upstairs so that i could see it every day and now it's going to be up in here right away because that was very nice so thank you mama jedi that was that was outstanding um all right so let's set up this week so uh huge game going up against the stamps it's uh, elks versus stamps part two um tailgate will open around five o'clock because it's a seven o'clock game uh elks are coming off a big win calgary's coming off the bye week um this is this has the potential to be the game of the week i'm between them and winnipeg bc i think this is a the we have some amazing games this week so um now, I know, Brady, you can't maybe answer all this question because I was going to say, what are the keys to the game? But that's really not fair for me to ask you that because you're not allowed to say anything as of yet. But um, but I think you kind of said, like, it's it's just 
you know, play, play clean and, and keep improving. Like, I agree with you that you look at this team from, from BC to Rough Riders to Stamps to Tie Cats, and it's, there's just been improvement every week. Um, Mm -hmm. And are you guys feeling that? Are you feeling more comfortable with each other and feeling like, okay, if we, we need to just improve this part. This then we know it'll get better. Like, is that kind of where you where you guys approach it from? Yeah, I mean, you attack it. You attack it. Um, like, like we just had a lot of penalties. We can't really have those type of things. Um, the BC game, it was a few things. We had to correct those few things. And and you're always going to be critical, even when you get a win. So there's just things, even in. You know, like, well, we were critical of the penalties and there's other things that, you know, the coaches had made note of and we got to correct that those things. So, um, yeah, it, I definitely have that feeling that we're, we're we're on that upper trajectory of, um, you know, adding we're you know, adding progress to getting more and more wins. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, all right, Caleb, what are your keys to the game this week against the Horrible Sam Peters. Well, they're good, but we don't like them, so that's how we call them. Yeah. Okay, right. Forrest. Didn't we, have another, didn't we have another name for that team for a while? We the the Bronx Godless or ones? something. What was it? The, what? Uh, they were the Bronx for many years, but that was like pre World War Two. So right. So I thought we. Were I just thought you said something them. about swamps. No Bronx. Swamps. <laughs> swamps. It's probably not far. Like, anyway. Okay. Um. All right, Commissioner keys um well on on social media can they please just keep putting the right stamps up that would be great on the do you see that the video that the alex plays is like the good stamps it's like fred hi (laughs) of course yeah (laughs) just just give me that i'll be happy um you just got to keep clicking and i mean I wouldn't be overly disappointed if this didn't turn out in our favor because this team is progressing in the trajectory that we want. And for me, coming off of 2021, that's all I want. But I think now this team talking as it is right now definitely has the potential to beat the Stamps. And I am so happy that I can actually say that with more confidence. So I think if we can... It's hard to say who's going to start this game, but if regardless of what quarterback starts, if they can find that balance with receivers and actually get into the end zone, I mean, it's pretty clear that you can beat the Stamps so long as you're scoring and keeping it a tight and uh, tidy game. But the the defense seems to be clicking. The special team has improved, especially with the tackling. In my opinion, it's completely... 100% turnaround from last year. We just need that return for a touchdown and I'll be screaming. <laughs> but as long as that offense can can start trending in that direction and 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 getting its feet on the ground and finding that chemistry and that balance between the receivers and getting that run game going, this team is going to explode and I hope it's in the face of the stamps. So yeah, those are my keys. Is yeah, getting that <laughs> offense clicking because that defense has something special. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, super fan, what you got? Uh, I think they had such a great formula in the game in Calgary. Um, seeing how well they went toe to toe with Calgary, who has of course been our 
sort of thorn in our side for far too long and has been on the, unfortunately, on the winning side more often than not the last 10 or 15 years. Um, so I, I think that had we kept that up, I think we had a, a great shot to win that game. Uh, this time it's in our barn. So uh, I think that we're going to have the fans hopefully behind them yelling as loud as they can and maybe disrupting their offense a little bit when we're on defense. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think just doing a little more of that, uh, the the added bonus of Trey Ford, if Trey does do the start, I don't think it's been announced yet. Um, it just gives a great extra dimension, especially with that running ability mm-hmm. and makes them have to account for that. So they can't just pin their yeah. ears back and, and rush the offensive line. And um, I think we've got a really great shot of, uh, you know, making a statement and moving even one more step forward. Yeah. I, I think you, you grabbed my key kind of in the middle of that, which is another week of the offensive line being together and what more can they, like they were giving good time last week, which I love. And they gave decent time when they played Calgary the first time. If they can give a little bit more time for Trey to get through a couple of reads, and then if he needs to take off, if he's in there, I, I should say, because we don't know. But um, but it's just, you know, that I, I really think that game could be won and lost with that offensive line, and now they're starting to gel. So I'm I'm pretty excited to see um, how that plays out. That's, that's a big key for me, especially when you've got that defensive line of Calgary coming off a bye and Rose is coming up. Like, oh, it's a good defensive line. So they yep. need some yep. protection for sure. So, um, so Brady, I was going to, as, as Mike was talking there, I was, I was thinking about that and just thinking, you know, you're, you're obviously new to Edmonton, but as a new guy, do you, do you guys already feel the rivalry between Edmonton and Calgary? Because I don't know if it's exactly the same as Toronto-Hamilton, but it's like a deep-rooted rivalry between Edmonton and Calgary. So do you guys know that? Do you feel that before you're getting ready for the game? Mm, I I just know it based on like what the guys have talked about and some of the like the Canadians have talked about and you know talking with Lee Trey and stuff like that and. He's talked about the rivalry because he was there, and um, and so I didn't really, I don't really know, I don't, I don't really know about it, and I wasn't at that game, so I, like okay. I bet if I was at that game, I could have felt a little bit more of that atmosphere and that and that tension in the air, and uh, but I, I think I'll feel it this Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I would say I'm a newbie when it comes to um, understanding the, the, the deep-rooted uh, rivalries, but um, just talking with um, some of the people in the organization, um, I can get a good understanding of it. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm excited for you for Thursday because that's that that it's going to be an experience, let me tell you. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah, yeah. that's going to be awesome. A lead-up to, le- to Labor Day. You'll feel it on Labor Day. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right, this episode is also brought to you by the Well-Endowed Podcast by the Edmonton Community Foundation, hosted by Andrew Paul and Elizabeth Bonking, and produced by Lisa Pruden. The podcast explores the impact of passionate people who are working to make Edmonton a strong, vibrant city to live in. The Edmonton Community Foundation helps people create endowment funds, and the podcast tells the story of how those endowments intersect with the community. You can subscribe at thewellendowedpodcast.com. That's thewellendowedpodcast.com which also seems like I should be saying, oh my, 
after every time I yep. talk about that one. Yeah. All right, Brady, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we loved having you on and getting to know you better and, and getting to know what your experience is like, both as a as a football player and now as kind of a transplant Albertan. Uh, it's been uh, amazing to uh, to get to know more about you. Uh, if people want to, you know, kind of follow you or know more about you, are you on any social medias or things? So I'm on Instagram. I need to be, uh, I need to be a little bit better with my social media. I would say I don't have a Twitter. I got rid of it in like 2013, and I never really was interested in getting it back. There was times where I, like, was thinking about it, and then I just decided uh, maybe less social media is better in general mm -hmm. but i definitely want to be and now i got some i think i got a few pictures that i can put um i can finally add a picture to my social media with some elks gear on so i'll be <laughs> nice. uploading that very soon my instagram handle is uncle brady uncle underscore brady i uh created the instagram um in 2012 and it was right after my sister um so i was a new uncle um okay. uh, my sister had elena and uh, so it just stuck and I hadn't had any reason to switch it. And so it's going to stay Uncle Brady. And uh, I don't know. I don't think I'm ever going to go to Twitter again. And uh, I'm really not active on Facebook. And so um, I do need to update my LinkedIn just in general as, you know, just a, prof you know, a professional. I want to update that. And uh, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm lacking on that. Um, so yeah, I would say just, you know, follow me on Instagram and you could maybe see some grilling, uh, videos of me, uh, on my nice. story and stuff like that. And so, uh, that's kind of the, what you'll see on my social media is me, uh, throwing it down or maybe going out to eat and, and, or hang out with my girlfriend and stuff like that and my family. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. Well, you, I'm sure you'll, you'll have a few followers more after this. That is, that is for sure. Uh, Commissioner Kayla, where does everybody find you? Uh, well, first I want to say it's a little disappointing you're not Uncle Shelly. I, I was yeah. <laughs> Uncle Shelly. See that name didn't I didn't adapt that name until uh, yeah I guess it was really sim. I was very close in timing. Instagram <laughs> and that name was given to me. Uh, I might think about it, but I think <laughs> it'd be hard to reference. It'd be hard to reference when oh yeah, oh, nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm, I'm Brady. Oh yeah, what's your Instagram, Shelly, Uncle Shelly? <laughs> it'd be it'd be hard, you know. It, you know, all the shell. Yeah. Anyways. Oh goodness me, that'd be funny though. Um, well, you can find me on Twitter, unfortunately, at Dutch Lombardi. <laughs> Lol, that's funny. All right, yeah, uh, super fan. Uh, you can find me all over the socials at 56 Parkies, and then you can uh, find the uh, Edmonton football history uh, again on all of the socials under E-D-M-H-I-S-T-O-R-E-E. -E. Wonderful. Okay, I can, I can, uh, so Kamish, you don't have a Instagram and super fan, you do. Andrew, you got one? I, I do, but I'll I'll tell you off screen. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, and... Uh, well, we have the show one, which is the Turf District. Okay. And so the Turf District is everywhere. It's on Twitter, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. So uh, I guess not everywhere because we don't like Snapchat or any of that. Because, uh, you know. He doesn't TikTok cool. yet. That's it. Oh, yeah. God. That's... I will leave this podcast. If yeah, okay. Yeah, there you go. That's I, don't, I actually so. didn't even think about TikTok, and I don't have a TikTok. Um, okay. <laughs> 
So I, I kind of forgot that that one's a new one. Uh, I'm not that old, but I just, <laughs> I just haven't gotten into. Yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, I just, I, I don't have a TikTok, and I haven't thought about creating TikTok videos. But that's uh, fair. That's not A hundred percent fair. Hundred percent fair. Um, all right. Uh, this week's, um, APN shout out, I should probably do. There we are. This week's APN shout out is going to, that's a thing. Uh, it's a guide to teens, tweens, and everything under 20. And it's hosted by Elizabeth and her mom, Karen. You can find them in all the other great shows at albertapodcastnetwork.com. And I'm realizing as we're already doing this is that we kind of skipped over the part where we did pickums. Should we do that? We'll do really quick oh. pickums. We should probably throw them in there. Um, we don't yeah. only have three games this week, so it's pretty easy. Um, uh, all of the East is on by, except for Ottawa, who's playing Saskatchewan in the first game, uh, or the second game, I guess, after us. And then uh, Winnipeg versus BC. So uh, let's go around really quickly. Brady, do you pick on games or do you not pick them? I don't pick games. That's fair. That's fair. Commissioner? <laughs> Holy Mazzoli and Canadian Kid. Got it. Okay. Super fan. Oh, this is going to be a tough one. Like I said, I think it's going to be some pretty great games. Ottawa is definitely chomping at the bit to get that first win. Uh, I think they're going to go in and steal it. Uh, and then Winnipeg BC is uh, uh, going to be an interesting one to see that offense versus the Winnipeg defense. Uh, I think BC kind of came back to earth a little bit when they played Ottawa and it was a very close game. Uh, Winnipeg has just got such a strong defense that uh, I think that they'll take that one as well. All right. Uh, I am picking Ottawa because I never pick Saskatchewan. Cause I mm-hmm. them. And mm-hmm. then uh, I'm going to pick BC because they're at home. That's what I think is going to happen. We're the only home game that wins. We're the, well, we're that's the it this week. There's two, there's this two week. Home teams that win this week. Us and BC. Yeah. BC. We'll see. Yeah. 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 I'd be okay to have Winnipeg get knocked off. That's fine. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you want to do a prop bet really quick? Do you have one in mind? Mike, do you have a prop bet for us? I don't have one <laughs> off the top of my head, no. Oh, for crying out loud. How about uh, penalties? We did that last week. We did that last yeah. Uh, we can do it again, though. That's all right. Can we do it again? Sure. Sure. Okay. Oh, uh, let's just set a line. Okay, you know what? Let's just, let's just for, for sake of time, let's just do the same as what we did last week. So okay. the over-under on penalties is six and a half. So, let's get her under. You're going under, Commissioner? Yep. Come back to me. <laughs> okay. I'm. Uh, this is Calgary. <laughs> I'm, Look I'm what we did last time. I'm just going to say under. Okay. Commissioner? I'll say over because they do the opposite every time of what I say. So. <laughs> okay, good. There you go. Perfect. You hear that? <laughs> Take one for helpful. I appreciate yeah. that. That's excellent. I still um, get picked up, so what else? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Follow our friends at Pit Forward with Football. They are helping to spread kindness. And, of course, they are sending people to every home game uh, of the Elks this week. So uh, check them out, Pay It Forward with Football. Uh, and of course, uh, join the huddle with us at the Turf District. That's on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, as we said. If you're on YouTube Live, stick around for us for for overtime. We will chat a bit more about the goings-on of this past week, including the game tonight, uh, and a little more fan discussion. Otherwise, we will be back next week uh, when we talk about two wins in a row. Right, Brady? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what we want. <laughs> so for- 
So for Brady, Commissioner K and Superfan Mike, I'm Andrew. Remember, you can't catch footballs with your face, and we will absolutely talk to you in next week. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for coming. Thanks, Brady.